Hey everyone, this is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. This week's episode is called Blaming God. (laughs) I know I always say it, but I think this episode is amazing. Uh, It's all about self-growth, and that's what we're here for, right? So here we go, guys. Let's get right into it today, because there's a lot to cover. Well, this topic is... It's heavy for a lot, let's be honest. I haven't been avoiding the tough topics lately, for sure, Um, (laughs) because our relationship with God is, I mean, it's everything, right? And for many listening, you might have abandoned it altogether, or, you know, when your darkest times come up, it's the first finger you point, like God let you down, he didn't help you through a tough time, he led you astray. This is not an uncommon feeling. Don't put more guilt on yourself for feeling that way. It's okay. I get it. Trust me, I get it. There was times I just felt completely abandoned by God right after the loss of my husband. I remember feeling like, where were you in all this? Like, did you not hear my prayers? Um... (laughs) Yeah, it it makes sense, guys. I mean, this is supposed to be this all-loving you know, higher power that is watching over our best interest. So when things go wrong, it feels very much like, were you not in my corner on this one? Did you fall asleep up there? (laughs) You know, I get it. I totally get it. So there's no finger pointing in this episode. Not at all. Um, But there is something that we all need to face, which is that often we already know what God wanted for us in any situation, right? We can kind of feel that sort of angel on the shoulder, devil on the shoulder feeling like you know which direction you're getting pulled for what's the right path and what's not, what will serve you, what won't, what, you know, God would want in this situation for you. And we don't always choose that path. But then when it goes wrong, it's like real quick to finger point. That intuition in that initial nudge You know, usually we have that internal compass that knows, it knows your true north. And we just so often want to do what we think logically makes sense. And then, you know, obviously (laughs) we don't know all. And when it goes astray, it's easy to not want to take the ownership over it. So really what's toxic in our lives, it needs to be released. It's never too late, right, to undo the mistakes we've made. But it really has to start with that ownership around what happened, that it wasn't God that let us down or wasn't there. It was truly like our neglect over our own inner knowledge, you know? Uh, Because when I say inner knowledge too, I'm not talking like logically with our brain what we thought was best. But the inner knowledge of like, spiritually speaking, just knowing, I mean, we know good versus bad, right? We know there's that, what is truly right for the greater good, not just self, you know? What is the right thing to do? Not what feels good. That's That usually is not coming from the angel on the shoulder, if you know what I mean, you know? And so if... I mean, I think for a lot of people, the hard part about this is it's it's making them have to admit that they had some fault in something that feels so beyond them. Like, why I didn't have any fault in this. I didn't do anything wrong here. And so it feels like having to 
I don't know, be the one to admit wrong in a situation where you weren't wrong. So that's why we don't want to take any ownership over it, you know, but if there's something that is just not good in your situation, it's not too late to just say, you know what, I can look back now and recognize that wasn't the path I should have taken. And I can see a way back. (laughs) I can see a return (laughs) to get back onto the right path. So why deny that? And for a lot of people, the reason that they deny that is because in doing that, they have to admit they screwed up. And none of us love to admit we screwed up. But this is something that my husband, Barry, and I, when he was alive, the reason that our marriage was so successful, because people asked us all the time, like, what is the key to your success? You guys got a good thing going here. Like, what? why? What, what is your special sauce? The real truth of the matter, well, one, we never went to bed angry. And I know that's a like cliche thing to hear at this point, but that is facts. Like, we never went to bed angry, always woke up with a fresh start every day and felt really good. So even though there was nights where we probably didn't sleep at all and we really needed to, (laughs) that was like invaluable um, advice from people that um, really, anyway, that's a whole side topic. I could do a whole episode on that. But the other real sauce, I'm sorry, I can hear my dog, like his belly's growling and stuff. So if you guys are hearing that in the background today, (laughs) I'll apologize apologize now. Um, Anyway, so the real key for us that hopefully will help a few of you is that anytime there was a disagreement, the both of us found our way to this. Now, this wasn't something we always did, but like throughout the years, we figured this out, is that we found our ownership in the argument and apologized for our peace. And the sooner we could do that, the sooner it resolved every time. Because even if your peace is so small, when you own up to your part in something, it immediately opens up the opportunity for the other person to own their stuff. It's really hard for them to stay like firmly planted in like, yeah, you wronged me, (laughs) right? It's really hard to stay in that energy when someone else is looking at you and they only had a really tiny part to play and they're already apologizing for that role in it. It almost always lends to the other person immediately self-reflecting and going, you know what, I shouldn't have done this either. You know, and so in that way, making it easier for the other person to follow, to apologize, because sometimes each of you will probably find your way to um, firmly wanting to be right, right? At some point in some argument, in some you know, big conflict with another person. We're not just talking marriage here. I'm just using my marriage as an example of how this worked in my life. But um, no matter what it is, like I can go back to like last episode, I was talking about the business partner situation. Like even in that situation, like if you can own your mess up in it, because sometimes like it's like, gosh, no, I played no role in this and I am going to adamantly dig my heels in. So sometimes people will be coming from that energy. So as soon as you can own your part, even somebody who's well dug into their like non, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like they have no role in it. Um, <laughs> it immediately lets their guard down because this other person was just so vulnerable and just said, hey, I screwed up here. This was my part of in it, and I'm sorry for that. And then immediately, almost always, the other person feels almost obligated to, to like then show their cards and say, 
you know what, if I self-reflect, I shouldn't have done this. And immediately you can come to resolution so much easier. So how does this all tie into like (laughs) the blaming of God in this situation? Well, I feel like when you really think about when things go wrong and, um, sorry, I just moved my microphone. It made me sound crazy for a second there. Um, <laughs> when you really think about when things are at their worst, I feel like that's when sometimes we hit our knees or sometimes it's those swear prayer moments, you know, <laughs> but we're just so angry and it's, and it's like that feeling of, oh, we've been abandoned by higher power in this. Um, And so whether it be, you know, a big business thing that fell through and your business partners sort of screwed you over or your significant other, you know, wronged you or your, you know, your family members weren't there to support you, whatever it is, there's often that sort of moment of like, all right, God, where were you in this? Like, (laughs) like, here's this third party who always is supposed to come in and swoop in and save the day and they neglected to do their part or something, which is hilarious when you really think about it. Because (laughs) what is God's true role in this? I mean, I truly think that any situation that we are handed, usually conflict comes from human mistake anyway. But um, when he does allow things to unfold that way and doesn't intervene and lets things go really astray and wrong, it's for a purpose. It's because we were meant to learn something through this. And so we then, and we squander that opportunity by finger pointing to God and then learning nothing. And then we're going to find ourselves in a repeated pattern in our lives because we've learned nothing. So that, that whole situation is going to have to be repeated in some other manner again in our lives to give us yet another opportunity to grow until we can finally learn that life lesson. Learn from your problems. And when you do and you learn and you grow, you'll be given new problems. (laughs) I'm not saying like, okay, God's going to like say, all right, now I'm not going to mess with this person anymore (laughs) because it's all about self-growth. So like, okay, they handled this challenge. This means they've got this. They are like growing spiritually. They are getting stronger with this. I can give them more. They can become better. That's what you have to look at it like. Not that God is trying to throw things in your path to like, or he's too busy with others or you know what I mean? That's not it. It doesn't make any sense. That Does that really align for you with your vision of what a higher power would do? I mean, it doesn't for me. I can't have belief in a higher power that would just willfully mess with my life or be too busy with others to like forget about me for that in my time of need. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you really step out of it and you look at it, I guarantee you think that's a little ridiculous because it just doesn't make any sense. Like I won't put my faith in in that God. If that's a God that would exist, I would not put my faith there. The God that I love, that is all loving of me, will only place challenges in my path for the opportunity for me to grow and if he had nothing to do with it and it was all our own making you know in this life that we created our own issues if anything if he's not swooping in to help well he probably is i believe he probably is we don't even see it you know that's it's too beyond us for us to see what he's actually doing but um I think it's because we need to find our way out of it on our own. We need to recognize our strength in this and see how we can fix it. You know, it's going to lead you to another place where you need to be. 
everything is like this divine puppet show, you know? It's like it's all meant to be to bring us to the place we need to get to, you know? And that's our own, fixing our own stuff, becoming a better soul, becoming what we were intended to be, which is pure light and goodness. And when we are all messed up with with our past traumas and our issues and our ego and our not being able to get over our stubbornness and our, um, you know, temptations in life and wanting all these other things, the lust, the money, the things, the and not putting relationships and love and priorities in the right place, we get so astray. And and then when everything's all muddled up, it's like, where were you, God? <laughs> What's so crazy? I mean, I, sometimes I think, how is he still backing us up when we act like spoiled little brats down here, you know? <laughs> so I don't know how you're going to undo what you did, because I don't know what sins you've made, what problems you've created, what, you know, in what way you've messed up your own situation. There's no, you know magic fix there. There's no prayer you can say where God will just swoop in to save you. But all it takes is one tiny step. One tiny step. And that's the part where I think so many people are like, ugh, I, like almost give up on themselves because it's like, this is too overwhelming of a mess that I'm in now. I, I just cannot get out of it. But that tiny little first step is everything. And it's most people's refusal to even do that because the whole thing just seems like too much of a mountain. It's like you have to stop staring at the mountain range like it is beyond you. Like I cannot make it all the way up and over this. There's so many hurdles in the way. It's going to be so exhausting. It's too much. I'm just going to keep on the path I'm on. makes no sense because the path you're on is going to be way more treacherous right? There's going to be way more problems. You haven't dealt with any of your stuff. So there's still going to be new stuff coming up. There's still its own host of issues. You're just looking at this monstrous mountain that you have to overcome to get to the, you know, the right path again and saying, that's too much. When in all honesty, it's just one step towards the right path again. Just that one step veering off of the path you're on and towards the one that yes, it has a big mountain on it, but it's not going to feel overwhelming when you're only taking it a step at a time. It's only overwhelming when you take that 50,000 foot overview and you look at it and go, whoa, look at all this stuff I'm going to have to overcome. And you get in your head and the logical part of you and you get like way overwhelmed with it. You could be in a constant loop of the what ifs or this could happen or what if that happens or, oh my gosh, then I'm going to have to start back from square one with this or, you know, when your problems feel insurmountable, they will be because you're literally looking at the entire mountain range of possibilities of all of the different, you know, like valleys you could fall into, all of the cliffs you could fall off, when all you need to do is just the next step, which probably is pretty solid ground. It's probably a pretty minor thing to just take an initial step. Sure, it's into the unknown, But if you haven't abandoned your faith, if you haven't just pointed your finger at God, you're going to have him holding you up the whole way, holding your hand on the path. So that's the part where I really let my, you know, religion jump in and save me instead of being this scapegoat. Because if I sat there and was like, you know, it's all God's fault, then I mean, then what? And then when things go bad, I'm going to beg him to help me. 
does that make sense? Like it's, we really have this crazy relationship with God. We expect so much and we give so little back. And yet he does keep coming and helping us as many times as, you know, we're being that way. He will still hold your hand if you ask him to. That's the crazy part. I mean, but some people put their whole reliance on God to fix some situation. And like, and then when he doesn't in their mind, it's like, it's all God's fault. You know, <laughs> oy, oy, oy. anyway, we have been way too cruel to this higher power that put us here, right? This is the way I feel about it. We are just really selfish sometimes with like just thinking about our own moment in time and like, where were you? Where were you? And like, nobody's there for you guys. If don't stop relying on these external things to save you when things go wrong. And you know, everybody's had their fair share of stuff, but you have to have that inner drive. There's gotta be something within you that recognizes you are the one to save yourself. You're the one that's gonna have to figure out a path. No matter what, it does not matter. And I've heard stories like in my Facebook group because these are people who are grieving all kinds of losses. There's people who are grieving suicides. There are people who are grieving, you know, COVID taking their partner. There are people who are grieving, feeling alike, whether or not these things are in actuality, the whole picture or not. I don't know. I only know their side of the story, but, um, you know, where their loved ones were murdered or um, people within a hospital setting that were supposed to save their person instead harmed them and they lost their life as a result. You know, things that like are really hard to fathom. And so I know the lows of life can be dark, really dark. So sometimes when people are standing in the light, it's hard for the people in the dark to take anything that they have to say because it sounds like you don't know my story. And you can stand in that as your truth and just like look around you and be like, well, you just don't know because you've never been through what I've been through. And that's true. But if you want to stand there and be right... I'm warning you, you might stand there and never be healed also. Because if you want to stand there so firmly in being right about this, how do you ever get to the place where you're willing to surrender and give it to God and say, you know, I am just lowly me and you are this all-seeing, all-knowing, all-loving God. Like, I need you. If you can't even, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, so... I want to tell you guys what I made for sort of a 2024 theme, I feel like, for this year. Because it is what is literally getting me, I feel like nothing but gold this year. I really, that sounds so cheesy. But I feel like this year, everything is falling into place so perfectly. And I really think it's because what I decided to do. And I know people are going to think that's probably sounds a little nuts, but thus far, everybody I've told has been like, wow, that's inspiring. So I'm hoping this inspires you as well. I'm going to tell you what it is, then we'll jump to break. And when we get back, I'll uncover how I'm doing this and all the details. So what it is, this sounds probably nuts to some of you, and I own that. That's fine. What's the one gift that God really gave us? I mean, everybody's going to have a different thought here, life, um, love, whatever. But what is the gift that he gave to all humanity? He gave us free will, which is probably, to me, it feels like the biggest gift that a higher power could give to his children, right? Free will. And so what I did this year was I gave it back to God. I thanked him for it. I said, I've 
used it for my whole life and I'm grateful for it. But at this point in my life, I would like to give it back to you. Now we talk all the time about like turning over the wheel, the Jesus take the wheel moments. This is different. I have literally said, I am not even gonna be a backseat driver anymore. I'm like out, out of the car, you're driving this. This is you. I'm giving you back this gift you've given to me to make the choices for me because I falter often and choose the wrong thing all the time. And I know you know what's best for me to get me on the path and to the place that you want me to be. So I give my free will to you. And I'll tell you more about what that looks like after the break, guys. So don't go anywhere. I've had a few of you reach out to me lately and ask if I am still offering my $33 monthly subscription for my Lost Just Sucks, Grief Doesn't Have To uh, community on Facebook, where I am doing live coaching weekly and weekly posts as well to help people through really tough, soul-crushing loss. And I am, and there are spots available. They actually, this week, for whatever reason, are kind of filling up quickly, but um, I do have spots available in there. So if you are interested, I will drop the link to um, join that group in today's podcast description. So feel free to hop over there and grab it if you're still interested and hopefully there'll still be spots available when you reach out. All right, guys, back to the show. So when I say I gave my free will to God, I basically did this. I said to him, because I know at the end of the day, saying it is one thing, but like it's almost like something that can't be revoked. (laughs) A lot of people probably feel like, But what I'm basically saying to God is, if I'm headed the wrong way, I want you to literally throw an obstacle in my path. Even if it like makes my world fall apart, I lose my home, I like crash my car, whatever it is, put an obstacle in my path, block me from making that choice. Lead me back, like keep putting me back on the path. Like that's what I mean by free will. Like I don't, I no longer want to just sail through the easy way through life. I don't care if I have more challenges because I'm putting this on my plate by giving this to God, but I want to only be led to where my ultimate best, you know, purpose and fulfillment and alignment and all that is. And I can't find it. Like as a human, I have tried, I fail, you know, we all give in sometimes to bad decisions and I don't want that for myself anymore. And while I know that by saying that, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to like have this life that of, you know, everything being so perfect or whatever, because I know he's going to have to give me hardships to get me on track. So I'm welcoming that at this point because I'm okay with it. Because I know ultimately, no matter what falls apart, what's going to be rebuilt is going to be better. Better than the original playwright. (laughs) I'm giving this over to higher power because I have so much faith that I know ultimately it's going to be the best for all of humanity, not just me. I'm over that. (laughs) I have, you know, I've lived my life and had a great life. I've had things, I've had people, I've had experiences, all of which made me very happy. A lot of things bad also fell into my world. But at this point, like I've I've played with free will long enough. I know what it looks like. It looks like mistakes and growth, yes, through those mistakes. But it looks like, um, you know, often looking back and going, oh, man, why did I make that choice when I should have made this one? 
it would have gotten here so much faster. I would already be here. If I hadn't made that choice, I would never have to be now stuck at this point of having to choose between these two things. And I hate that. I really do. Like, I'm over it. I'm over making my own wrong decisions because in my mind, I think I know better. So one could say, well, just follow the Bible. Just follow what you know God would want you to do. I'm trying, just like every other human, like making mistakes along my way. I'm trying to follow that path. And we all sin. We all screw up. We all make mistakes. And I'm not saying, okay, God, don't allow me to make mistakes anymore. I'm just saying every time I screw up, put me back. Put me back. Like if Like, I want my free will in your hands. I want you to then say, she chose this, but that's not what she should have chosen. She should have chosen this, so I'm putting her back on the path. Like, I want him to redirect me at every point. Like, if I've screwed up (laughs) because I tried to use that free will again and I, you know, I wasn't following the right path, then just make it all fall apart for me then. Like, make that business I just built crumble because I chose wrong again. And now make some opportunity over here for me to follow the right way. Like, that's what I'm asking for. These puzzle pieces are, it's mind-boggling in life to try to figure out what's best, what's aligned, what's not, what's in my best interest, what's in everyone's best interest. Looking out for this person and looking out for that person. It's a lot. (laughs) It is a lot. And if you're not sweating by now listening to this episode, stressing out, just thinking about all that, you know, I'm not doing my job. I want you to get a little stressed out. I want you to hear this and recognize it doesn't have to be that hard. You can turn it over. You can stop pointing the finger and blaming God and instead say, no, this is a big stretch because I'm talking to some of you who have literally abandoned that faith. And I'm saying now go from that polar extreme all the way to this one. But think about it for a second. Where did that other polar extreme take you of using your free will to make these mistakes or to make what you thought were good decisions in your life. How how well have you done with your free will and how has your life turned out? Cuz my guess is if you're if you're like on your knees and blaming God right now, things didn't go right. Things have not gone all perfect. There's been some big problems. And so, where's your ownership in that? You know, if we take that blame off God for a second and really self-reflect and really are just willing to say, "All right, I have messed up. I'm I am your child. (laughs) I am acting like a child. I have clearly strayed. I screwed up along the way. I want to fix it. I don't know how to fix it, but I'm giving it to you to fix. And not only am I giving it to you to fix, but then when things start feeling really right and aligned, I'm willing to say, even if I feel really good about this current life and want it to keep going, that if you see something better for me, I have enough faith in you to let you yank me off that path and throw me on this one. (laughs) I'm okay with that because we have today, you know, I mean, literally live for the day. That's what you need to do is live every day as if this is the one and only moment in time that you have and fill it with so much goodness. And if you're filled right now with stress, grief, um, emotional, just turmoil and up in your head and like, waffling, waffling is the word I wanted to use, (laughs) waffling, um, you know, just stuck in a place of indecision or not feeling great or aligned or like you've made the right choices or whatever it is. That's not what you want your current experience to be. And the only way to fix that and free it immediately, I believe, is giving it away. give it to God. You don't have to carry it. That burden's not for you. You screwed up. But if you own it and you give it to God, then it's like saying, 
I know I'm, I'm flawed. I know I screwed up. I'm not going to blame you for this. I'm going to blame myself for this because somehow my choices and decisions led me here. And at this point, I want to release it. I want to give it over and allow you to help me fix this. Like every kid, I tell my kids this all the time. I don't care how much you screw up. It's, I don't want you to lie about it. I don't want you to try to cover it up. There's nothing that can't be fixed, but you have to be willing to show me where you screwed up or I can't help. And it's no different with God. Like if you can't own your peace in it and just say, all right, this is a mess now and I need your help. And then don't put a time frame on that. You can't be like, all right, well then tomorrow sucked and all of a sudden it's because, well, because God didn't hear me. He ignored me again. No, it takes a minute. You know what I'm saying? We're such like an immediate satisfaction kind of society that like we want our answer now today to be better. No, it's that baby step you need to take, that active step you need to take the next day. That needs to start the ball rolling, but it can't be immediate. So as soon as you have egg for help, it's not like all of a sudden your bills are all paid, your problems are all solved. You know, you're going to have to peek out of the dark. You're going to have to start to take some active steps yourself and see where it lands you. And yes, it's going to be hard at times, but you have to just do your part in it and know that it could take months, could take years. I know that stinks to hear, but it could t- it's a slow unfolding sometimes, but it's never going to change if you don't start to take some some steps, not just because you sent a prayer up and, you know, and now all of a sudden God should be solving everything for you. That doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't. And so I think, I mean, this episode could have been called ownership more than anything because it has to start with that. You know, what part are you playing in this? Just like that argument between my husband and I, we both would find our little nugget to apologize for. Sometimes it's just that. And you might have a lot more to apologize for than you're even willing to recognize or admit. But sometimes it's in that first little apology of like, I'm sorry for my small role in this, whatever. You don't say it like that because that's (laughs) not nice. But you know what I mean? This is my, I'm sorry I did this whatever small piece. You just apologize for that small bit. And then when they come back with their apology for their part, it might even open up to you like, oh, but that's not all their fault. Like you might even see within their apology more that you could apologize for and that that wasn't all on you. That was... You know, I shouldn't have reacted this way or whatever it is. But do you see where I'm going with all of this? It's like without that first initial ownership over the role you did play, because no matter what, we all, all play a role in every interaction. And usually our hands are totally clean and it's all the other person. There's times. And even in that, you can just even apologize for your reaction or the way in which, you know... I don't know. There's always something. It's all, I mean, I have all of these different examples in my head right now floating around of different things people have told me recently. So without like <laughs> going totally into a very specific situation, it's hard to say, but usually there's some thing that you can just own up to. Like, I wish I had handled this differently, you know? I wish, or I wish I had seen this coming, or I wish that, you know, in hindsight, we had had better communication, so maybe you could have explained to me how you were feeling. Anything like that. It's just like, it's that little bit of let your guard down. Stop trying to point fingers at either God or this other person that you might be interacting with. Whatever it is, just relax a little bit and just be that 
take the higher ground, like be that better person who's willing to say, you know what, this was my active role in it. And then sometimes it's, it's just those acts that can allow you to like wash your hands, brush your hands off, um, and, and release that because a lot of the times we're taking this stuff with us into our future. We're dragging these things from the past and they, they feel like they're still stuck to us and a part of our current problem when really we could have had clean hands of it a while ago if these words were just said and then we could get to some point of peace and walk forward, start taking your new path and have a clean cut from the past. Um, I know I keep going back to this business partnership example, but it's because I know somebody with this current situation and it is a good feeling. Like if you can just say, you know what, this, it shouldn't have happened this way. You know, I should have communicated better. Um, in the end, we're both going to go do our own thing and I wish you well. And sometimes just that act is that first step towards you getting back on that path. And now all of a sudden you're going to see God answering those prayers. It's going to feel like all of a sudden, oh, what, now we are on my side? No, it's not like that. He's been allowing that to happen because that step had to happen to get you to this other path. So then all of a sudden you might just get blessed with a perfect new situation, a better business partner, a better business opportunity, something that could be more profitable, maybe, maybe something where, you know, you'll have more time with family or whatever it is. There'll be a blessing to come, but it can only start when you start taking those baby steps. You might not be able to see it. Like from where you're standing, having that clean break from that business partner might seem like I'm losing everything. I'm about to literally lose everything that I have because all my money's invested in this, all my time that I put in, all these years that we planned and whatever, and it's all gonna be lost. So you can't even see that this other path is about to drop better opportunities, more money-making opportunities, better ability to expand and grow and have these, because you're still holding on to this toxic relationship so hard because you feel like there's so much already in it. Actually, this makes me think of marriages where people are like, oh, they should be getting divorced, but it's for the kids. It's because look at how many years we've been together and like, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but I've got a good friend going through this situation where it's like, her heart's not in the marriage anymore, but the kids and doesn't want to have to like be away from the kids and the time with them and have to divide time with, you know, through a divorce. And then, you know, there's all the stuff, the house, the, um, you know, the things that they've acquired together and who's going to get what and who's going to live where. And I mean, there's so much that is become so stressful or thinking about now, you know, having to get health insurance because my health insurance is over here. And like all those things are just plaguing the mind and those are the things that are kind of irrelevant. They work themselves out. Like, would I have ever thought that I could start fresh without my husband? Oh my gosh. I, I mean, put it this way. I had my doctorate in physical therapy and I was working at a practice and I was making great money and had this career laid out in front of me where I was planning on being like a supervisor. I had all these things that I were all lined up for me. And I walked away from it when our oldest was born because he became my priority and I wanted to be that mom to him where he, I didn't have to just dump him off at daycare. I wanted to be there for those moments and we could afford to make it happen. So I wanted to make that happen. I walked away from my career. Well, in doing that, I was on my husband's health insurance. Um, like pretty much everything that gave me any sense of autonomy um, and any independence was given up. And I was reliant on him, his income, um, like I said, his insurance, um, 
everything we had went through him. So do you think that I thought I would be able to survive losing him? My brain wouldn't have been able to wrap around that concept. And yet when he passed, guess what happened? My hand was forced, not like in a divorce situation where people would have to choose that. And I'm not saying I encourage divorce here. That's not what this whole thing is about. But what I'm saying is those obstacles feel insurmountable. They feel way too big and you feel stuck and you take no action. And what I'm saying is if this is like a loveless marriage or if this is a, a situation that's no longer good for you and you're staying in it because of the fear and the unknown of taking the step, that's what I'm saying. You need to think of it in these terms because when I had it all swept away from me, it all got figured out real quick, you know? I didn't have the opportunity and the ample time to make any kind of planning or whatever. It just had to happen. And that'll happen for you too. I don't know anybody who's ever been through this and then just like like not been able to find a way. I mean, regardless of what you have to do to get there, you have that within your capability. It's fear that keeps us frozen and fear is a low vibrational energy and fear is not aligned with God. So that's how I feel about that is like when you are stuck because of fear, then nothing good can come from that. Anytime something feels really good, it usually is because it's aligned with God, with the right path. And that's not to say every sin that sounds like a good time is the right path, by the way. Don't twist what I'm saying here. You know what I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, if, I mean, there's no one to gain and benefit from, from that. And again, I know I'm going to have listeners. I know because I know my people. I know a lot of people in my group. And I know how they feel about this very, very firmly against divorce. And there's going to have to be a whole other episode on that topic, I think, at some point because this is a conversation that I've had at length. And, um, and you know, we don't all agree on everything. So, But I, the way I've always seen it is that sometimes things are already sort of over. And that's, I mean, for my friend in her situation, her heart's already elsewhere, you know? And when that's the case, and when your heart has already moved on, then who who is it benefiting? Because the other person in, in this partnership is literally losing their life right now because they're giving up, they're putting all their energy still into her and her heart's elsewhere. So they could be finding their own new path. And I don't know. I mean, I really do. I've been reading in the Bible recently on this and like, it's so weird how things turn up in your life at like, I just think nothing's an accident, put it that way. I just came across this whole thing that wasn't from the Bible. It was from something from church, like one of those things they send you in the mail that is just, it was like a random thing on the churches. Somebody asked the question to a priest of, the church's thoughts and whatever on divorce or marriage. Why is marriage a sacrament? And um, this was within a Catholic magazine. But um, the answer was really interesting because the priest basically made it sound as though a lot of this isn't really clearly aligned within the Bible. It's not really like spelled out in that way. There's a lot of inferences made. There's a lot of like, and the response really had me go, whoa, I had to re-question everything I've ever believed because I still always believe for me, 
um, with higher power, I just don't ever believe God wants anything for us that is not serving the best us. You know what I'm saying? So in other words, when people's marriages turn abusive, let's say, is a great example of an extreme, um, like why would God want somebody to stay in that? I don't believe that because some people can be helped and healed and you should go through counseling and fix what you can fix. But if it's broken within somebody and I'm not saying you should ever give up on somebody, but there are some people unwilling to change for themselves. They've made that choice. They've already chosen. Let's say the person you chose to marry and love chose to, um, commit these terrible sins, chose to be a, the, the dark shadow path in their life. And if that's the case, do I think God would want you to stay tied to that? I almost feel, and this is my opinion, guys, so please, like, this is just my thoughts on things, but I feel like in those situations, he would embrace you loving yourself first and taking care to protect the life that he gave you and keeping yourself safe and still trying to help this person get the help they need. Maybe, yeah, maybe that was the thing. Maybe you were intended to be in their life as a light to try to help them through. But if you've done that and you've given your work to it and you've tried and it's just not for you anymore, I don't think God would want you to continue to put yourself in harm's way because you feel obligated to God to do so. So that's, it's hard for me to say that because like, I do find a lot of people give up far too easily. I do feel like sometimes people just, they argue, they bicker, um, you know, and it's just that kind of like that you're always nagging and this one's always, you know, quick to snap. And, and then I think, yeah, people are walking away far too fast. It's like an epidemic, you know, put a little work in, be willing to, you know, try harder. But I think there are situations where things are just, it wasn't meant to be. That person was meant to serve a purpose in your life, to teach you a lesson, to you know, bring you to a certain place in time, whatever it is, there was a, a meaning for it, but sometimes the clean break is needed. But um, I don't think that you could blame God for that either. Like, I don't think that, you know, like just because you stood before God and made, and made vows, um, I don't think that you can be angry with this higher power for leading you there and not, um, you know, protecting you or bringing you somewhere else or whatever. Even in this situation where I say I've given my free will to God, I'm still not going to blame him when things go south. I refuse to do that because whatever falls apart will lend to something else. There's a reason. So this, that's what I'm really trying to encourage you is like, instead of the blame game, Every single time I say thank you, which is kind of a, a strong, bold statement of faith. Every time something really bad happens to me, I say thank you to God now. And I try to then look for the gem, the silver lining, the way I'm going to pivot. What am I going to do now? Whatever it is like, all right, this was not what I wanted, but clearly had to happen. What can I learn from this? How can I grow from it? Whatever, just keep on trucking. Don't not take that next step now because you feel somehow betrayed. You have to take the next step because God still is acting on your behalf and you can only see that path illuminate when you keep taking steps forward. 
because from where you're standing, it's a very dark place sometimes. So like until you start taking those steps, the path stays dark and sometimes you can't even see where to go. And it's like once I've always taken that active step towards like a new way, a fresh start, a new beginning or whatever it is, um, and let go and cut, literally I'll take like mental scissors and cut those ties to pass stuff and drop it. Um, And once you let go of that heavy baggage that was dragging you down, all of the sudden it's like, oh gosh, now I see it, but I couldn't see it before. Because when you're in a really dark place, it's hard to sometimes see a way out. And that's just the way I view it guys so I know (laughs) I know I don't know why I've had such a polarizing 2024 for some reason I keep picking these really hard topics but it's because people keep bringing them to me lately but this is what I will say about 2024 I've got all kinds of new clients all of a sudden I've got people signing up for programs before the programs are even released I've got um, a podcast guest coming up oh this is so exciting who has such a great story um, of just defying the odds and I can't even tell I don't want to give away too much but this is really exciting um, all these things falling into my lap and I think it's because I'm finally just I'm not in control. (laughs) Like who can have a bad life that's led by God, right? That is literally like fully turned over to higher power. He is like the one paving my trail and it just looks more beautiful already. And it's barely January. Crazy. So this year is going to be fire and yours can be too. This is not a hard step. This is just the easiest thing you've ever done because it's giving over the control of your life to the person who has the highest vantage point. So keep that in mind, guys, and just consider it. Maybe instead of blaming, maybe just give them a chance to run the show for a little while and see how that turns out for you. So thank you for joining. Thank you for letting me give my opinions today because I know sometimes they're uh, they're strong and they are um, not always going along with the, the um, masses, I guess. But I'm, I'm not afraid to sort of just reveal my cards and hope that it helps somebody else on their path. So guys, I hope I see you again next week and thanks again for joining.